75 years later. Welcome to Women's Rugby League Podcast. So, sorry for being away for a bit, being busy working, and there's no been no rugby up until last weekend. Looking to be back for at least the next three weeks weekly. So without any further ado, last weekend's results. We had Warrington 26, Huddersfield 28. We had Wakey 0, Featherston 52. That was in Super League. So this weekend... As in tomorrow for these ones. In the Super League South semi-finals with the Army versus the Golden Ferns. And we have London Broncos versus Cardiff Demons. That's live on Twitch. So get that watch. That's on. And in the Betfred Women's Super League, we have... Huddersfield versus Bradford and Wakefield versus Warrington. So, looking to be a good weekend for Women's Rugby League. We're looking to be back out, always looking for guests. So, if you're interested, give us a shout. I've got two guests today, so I hope you enjoy. I'm now joined by Philip Birchall, St Helens Women's Rugby League, second row, sponsored by the Jared St Helens. So, how did you first get involved with sports then? So I started at uh, primary school, we did a tag tournament, uh, just because they needed some players. Uh, so I just jumped on and then from there I loved it. So I came home and asked my dad could I go uh, to Battle Heath Crusaders over in St Helens. Um, and then I think even from that first training session I loved it. Um, just from meeting like new girls, uh, it was all fun and stuff. And then um, I then went from under 12 to under 14s to under 16s and then you got to go straight into open age then so I went straight into open age which was a big jump but I think from the players that were there for, so like Emily Rudge was there, Faye Gaskin, Chantal Crowell they were all there so I thought it's a pretty good set up this so I, I obviously stayed and then we transferred over to um, St Helens then so um, yeah, that's how I've just kind of stayed involved with rugby league, but I've absolutely loved it so far and many more years. It's, a, it's amazing, like, um, touch is now taking off and tags now taking off and things like that. And you play one competition and go, wow, this is fantastic, I like this. I want to do a bit more of this. I know, and I think, like, I think with touch as well, it's, it's just like loads of fun, isn't it? And you're playing with your mates, and I don't think... I don't think you realise until you're actually in a team, but you never get that atmosphere or that camaraderie anywhere unless you're in a good team. And I think, especially at Saints, we have that camaraderie in our team and everybody's just kind of like your best friend. Um, and I think that's why I love it so much, because although you are there to do 
rugby and to enjoy it, you are also going to step away from work and it's your fun time away from work, really. So, you, you work in sports as well? Yeah, so uh, I work for a company called Sport for Kids. Um, and basically, we go into primary schools and we're sports coaches in there. Um, and obviously, we teach PE and stuff. But, I mean, when I first started, obviously, the kids don't really know you. Um, but when when word gets around that you play rugby league and you play St. Helens, suddenly PE is the best sport in the the best subject, sorry, in the world. Um, and then when we won the Challenge Cup and we went and did the parade round St. Helens, all the kids were like, Miss, Miss, we're coming seeing you tonight. And, like, it gives me a buzz because obviously then you recognise, but I mean, like, you're also like a role model for the kids too. So um, some of the schools have said, oh, we want you to come in and talk to the kids about your achievements and stuff like that within rugby league. And I think it's just special when stuff like that happens and it doesn't really make doesn't make work work because you're kind of promoting your sport um but yeah no i love it i do love it yeah so it makes a job but you obviously enjoy even more enjoyable yeah 100 percent. and i think especially when you're inspiring kids too um and they know what you can do within sport not just rugby league but any sport if you play it um i think it's really really good and the kids absolutely love it and makes my job going in worth it knowing that I'm inspiring the next generation hopefully. You see you touched on there but you went on that parade. That parade looked insane. Oh it was unbelievable. Like I think it's something that myself and any of the girls will never forget. Um I mean obviously I grew up watching Saints so I went to the one that they did at Nosey Road years ago and I, I like I turned to my dad and was like imagine doing this like and then suddenly we're doing it around St Helens and the amount of people that actually came out to see us and the men um, was unbelievable. And then even because the men were in front of us and I thought, oh, they're going to see the men and then they'll just walk off for us. But honestly, the amount of people that actually cheered us and stuff, it's, it's really overwhelming, to be fair. I don't think people realise how much of an impact that's had on us as a team. Um, and then hopefully it'll bring supporters to watch our game and hopefully grow the women's game too because I think it wasn't just a big thing for the for us as a team it was big for the women's game too yeah you do stuff like that you get treated equals as the, as the men's team people are suddenly seeing you go oh they must be really really good yeah they, they, they see you on television and go oh they are really really good <laughs> yeah and I think it's one thing saying that saying, oh, yeah, I've watched a few games, but I think when it's actually on the likes of Sky, on the highlights that they've started doing this season, and then BBC Two for the semi-final and the final, I think it's it's a proper eye-opener, and it's special as well, because I think, obviously, the men get that too, and when Saints had said to us that we was going to be on the homecoming tour, um, it was un- unthinkable, like, you'd never think you'd ever be able to do that, but Obviously, all credit goes to Saints for allowing us to do that. And the club have been excellent with us, to be fair, um, ever since we've started. But with the Challenge Cup especially, like they've just been everything they've done has just been unbelievable. When, when you get more supporters, the women's game grows. And 40% of the supporters in rugby league are female. Yeah, and I think 
I think the majority of them are young kids too. Yeah. Um, and I think I think I see a statistic the other day and how much the women's game has grown as in participation. Um, and I went down to a Holton Hornets festival the other week, and so, there were so many girls playing, and I think it just shows that when I first started, there was five of us in a team, and we were struggling to get numbers, and now you can do all the festivals and stuff, and it's just so good to see the women's game growing, and young kids actually wanting to play sport, and I hope that the Women's Super League and the Championship have had a big inspiration on them little kids. That's it, you, you go, look how much the sport's growing now. Look how big the Merit League's become. Yeah. The Merit League's bigger than League One. In yeah, fact, 100%. So, it, give it two, three years, these teams will have found where the level they need to be at. Found who's going to drop off, who's going to stay. And you go, actually, the lower league structure's going to be really, really, really strong. Yeah, and I think, especially with, um, is it Super League South? Yeah. Coming in and uh, teams like that, I think once that's growing, I think come five years' time, I think the Women's Super League will have a very, very, if not the same structure as the men, where we have a full Super League and then a full championship, hopefully. Um, and hopefully the standards near enough are the same too. Um, but yeah, the participation levels are absolutely amazing at the moment. Yeah, can you, can you imagine, like, say next season when things are back to normal Challenge Cup-wise, you're the defending champions, you get a away day in Cornwall. Oh, it's already been talked about. <laughs> you know, stuff like that, and then you're like London yeah. and Cardiff. and the, the thing that's missing in the men's game is the scarcity of fixture. Yeah. And suddenly, you don't, you don't just have, like... You don't just have that. You have, like... Say the league leaders versus the league leaders, yeah, and make it make a another trophy that can be won. Yeah, and I mean it's all credit to like the RFL, isn't it? To for them pushing that through, and obviously all the girls that are coming through and stuff, and it's just it's just growing bigger and bigger the women's game, and it's it's actually exciting to see what's come, what's to come in the coming years, and I think obviously with the World Cup, I know. That's obviously just been postponed to next year, but hopefully that'll inspire a lot more girls too, and there's more girls coming through. Yeah, you go. You go. Okay, yeah, it, it, I'll tell you the truth. It is terrible the World Cup's being pushed back. I don't want to lie to anyone about that. But the positives can take is, is the women's game going to be stronger by that point? Yes. Will more people watch it because of that? Yes. Will more people attend because of that? Yes. And I think, like, I think that's the other thing. So, I know, like, some of the girls, I was speaking to another girl the other day, and she was like, like, I'm absolutely good that it's been postponed, but it gives me another year to get better at my game. And she's kind of seeing it as a positive. And I think everybody will in that, hopefully in that squad, I know it is gutting uh, that it has been postponed, because I'm gutting and I'm not even in it. But I'm gutting for the girls. But I know that another year under the belt playing um, and I think I think they'll absolutely smash it next year and I hope they do that's it and you bring us on to another point in a minute but the international game for women is growing massively yeah it is 100% it is so you've got Ireland set up for yourself in it we're going to talk about that in a bit you've got Wales but are now fully set up after last year and they've 
Yeah. They brought it on and, you know, they, they played against England. Now they've done GB teachers, the Army and stuff like that. You've got Scotland setting up with Andrew Dobson as head coach. So you've got, like, you're going to have a really good, strong, domestic, international scene. Yeah, and it's, it is impressive, to be fair, that we can have England, Ireland, Scotland and Wales going on within the UK. And it, like I said, it's just... It, the women's game's just growing and growing, and hopefully, if we can get um, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and England in a cup, hopefully, we can all test ourselves against each other and see where we're at. Um, but yeah, it's it's all positives. So that brings on to Ireland. You're part of the setup there now. Yeah. So um, basically, I got in it. Obviously, my mum's Irish, so. Um, when I seen it come up, I thought, oh, it's, I've got to go for it. So um, just signed on for it, went for the trial. Um, and, I mean, some of the talent there was, was top. Um, and I thought, I'm really going to struggle here. But, I mean, with, with a coach like John Worley, I think even if it is just a trial, you'll always learn off him because um, I think he's a top coach. And, you'll all, like I said, you'll always learn off him. And, but he'll also tell you if you wouldn't have got in, why you didn't get in. Yeah, that, that, that was the thing. Like the people didn't make it. It won't. Oh, you haven't made it. Sorry, you know that's it. You're done. It's this is what we need. This is what you need to work on. Once it's worked on, we'll look again. Yeah, and I think that's just the coach that John is. Like he's he's fair and he is straight to the point. But he'll always tell you how you need to improve. He would. He'd never just say that's it, I'm not having a look at you again. And he has said that it is a fluid squad. So if if you wouldn't have got in in the trials, but you go and have an outstanding game in your own team, then he might reconsider you. And I just think that's the type of uh, coach that John is. But luckily I got selected. Um, and we have, we've had a few training sessions. And even from the few training sessions, I've learnt loads. Uh, that I can take back to Saints uh, and improve on my game. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a good setup, really, really good setup, and really looking forward to playing for them, hopefully. And that's the thing, that's the thing that's going to filter into the league is you've now got a group of players from all different clubs in Super League and some from Super League South and some from Championship. They're the players, like yourself, who are now going to be doing the extra training sessions. Now going to be working on the weaknesses, but they might not have seen before because now you're getting the feedback. You're going to be so now all the level in the super in the super league will come up again. Yeah, and I think I think like especially especially in my game, obviously that card we used our coach at Saints. He's he's a phenomenal phenomenal coach too, um, and I've I've learned loads off him and improved my game like lots a lot but I think just seeing how other people coach and they might see something else or and I think it's just always improving your game um, and I certainly think that playing hopefully for Ireland will improve it even more and just strive to be the best that I can hopefully well that's it you a fresh pair of eyes never goes amiss no it doesn't and like I said like I, improve, I try and improve every training session and every game that I play in. Um, and I think it's playing with new people too um, will will also benefit your game, uh, especially my game too. So, 
it's just always learning and if I can play for anybody I will do so if I can improve it 100% I'll go for it but Ireland when I received the email saying that I'd got in I was buzzing and like my mum cried and stuff but it's it is pretty big at the end of the day and I know people say oh well it's not England, but at the end of the day, it's still an international setup. Um, and that's if, and if you're if you're representing your family's country and you're representing the, the your heritage. Yeah. Why shouldn't you be proud of that? Yeah, no, completely agree. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll hopefully try my best to play for Ireland, and if I don't, I know where I'll just ask where I need to go and see how I can play and stuff, but. The girls that have been selected, um, oh, they are all phenomenal too. So it's a really, really good setup, and I think the way that John's done it, it's not just predominantly just from Super League. He's done it from the Championship and Super League South too. So it gets gets us to know each other, and you make new friends and learn off each other. So I, I love it. I absolutely love it, and I just can't wait for the next training sessions. Well, that's it. You, you got to as we're recording this. Friday the 13th, dun dun dun. <laughs> but John is off to Dublin. Yes. To go, to go meet the Irish players who put the name forward. What if we pick, what if he finds another Brian Carney, but a female version? I know. I Someone think, who can think, transcend the game. And I think that's the other thing, like, especially, we, nobody knows what the talent's like over in Ireland. Um, I mean, it's similar to Scotland and Wales, like we've just been saying. You don't know what the talent is over in the other countries. And I think John might John could go over tomorrow and he, he could find the best fullback in Ireland and hopefully come and play in Ireland with us. But we'll hopefully he picks a good a good group of girls and we can all just gel together and hopefully aim for the twenty twenty five World Cup. So about the end of this section now. How's the season looking for you guys at St Helens? Uh, looking positive. Um, I mean, obviously our aim goal is to go on and win the grand final. Um, we've already done the Challenge Cup, so the next job's now the grand final. Um, and I think we're confident in that. Uh, we've just got to get the jobs done and we've got to, obviously, oh, it's a new point now, so everybody now starts off on zero points on the league table. Um, so it's a fresh start. Um, yeah, so if, if, if none of you... I know I know it's hard to find information about this now because our league's not updated, the RFL website's got it on, but it doesn't have like the split up all the fixtures. So the bottom half have gone to the bottom five, the top five's gone to the top five. Yeah. They'll play, well then go to playoffs, then the grand final on October the 10th at Headingley. Yeah. Which will be the grand final and the shield final, which means it should have a very, very, very good crowd. Yeah, um, and hopefully there's two very, very good finals. Huh? Um, I mean, it's going to be it is going to be tough to get to that grand final. Obviously, it's now a top. Is it top five or a top six? Yeah, um, top top five, um, bottom five. But it means all the games now are really competitive. Yeah, and I think that's what I think that's what we need. Um, I mean, obviously, there's us, Cass, Leeds, Wigan and York. And, I mean, you're not going to get any bigger teams than that. And, I mean, we obviously want to strive for that grand final, but we're going to have to work hard to get there. Um, 
but I think we know that we are capable of doing it. Um, but we've just got to work hard. Our first game's against York, so we need to knuckle down and focus on that, and then we'll move on to Leeds then, uh, two weeks after that one. So we'll just take each game at a time and see see what happens. But, yeah, I think the, the ultimate goal is the grand final, and I'm pretty confident that we, we can win it. We just need to obviously get there and win it first. Um, and I think all the all the work that all the girls have put in um, as a team, I don't think we've ever been fitter or stronger as a team. So I, I don't see why it couldn't happen. You go like that. Can you, can you imagine this now? Scenario for people. October the 10th, final comes up. You've got St Helens and Leeds. So you've got them. In the Shield final, you have the two old guard of Bradford Bulls versus Featherstone. Can you imagine the crowd you get at that and how much coverage you get off the back of it? Yeah, and I think I think whichever team obviously gets to that grand final will be a will be a huge crowd. But I think it hopefully if we get there and whoever the other team is, that there's always a fan base there and if if it is if it is us and Leeds, we have huge fan bases along with if obviously Casper get there and whatever, but Bradford and Featherston were always when I, when we played at Thatter Reef, they were always the team to beat in the final. Um, but yeah, like that'd be someday that to be fair. But I think we've just got to take every game as it comes and uh, not look too far ahead to find out if we are going to be there or not. But I'm personally confident that we can get there and hopefully we can win that too. You should do everything's in place. For it to happen, yeah. like I, I see your guys' Instagram, I see you guys doing extras on top of the extras on top of the extras, and you're all fighting yeah. for space. It's like you have a bad match with your team, you, that's it. You, you benched you, and you have to work your way back in. Yeah, it's it's, and that's how you become the best team, isn't it? In Super League, and I think that's that's how we won the Challenge Cup too, because competition for places at the moment is. Is big and that's how we push off each other and we thrive off each other's performance. And um, we, I remember we played uh, Bradford first game of the season. I think we beat them eighty six nil or something. And we had a bye week the week after, and we got absolutely beasted at training. So you'd have thought that we'd have been beat eighty six nil, but obviously it's all for the goodness of ourselves. Do you know what I mean? Everything we do at training, it's always for a purpose. So. Hopefully, the main purpose is the grand final, and hopefully, they'll be lifting that trophy. And we can hopefully do either the double or the treble if we win top of the table. But yeah, our first focus is on uh, York, and once we've done that, then we'll move on to Leeds, which will be a massive challenge for us too. Looking forward to it. You versus York is the first one in that, like the rerun of the Challenge Cup final. <laughs> yeah, um, it'll be an exciting one to be fair. We've not played them since the. Challenge Cup final due to COVID, but and they, they'll I mean, have the bit, they'll have the bit between the teeth to get revenge on you. And oh yeah, they'll they'll definitely want revenge, and we wouldn't blame them. But ultimately, we need to prove that that is why we are Challenge Cup winners, and that is why we beat them. And we are we we were the best team, and I think personally we are still the best team. So we'll we'll go over and hopefully we'll do do a job on them. Right. So what we'll be doing, we'll catch up with you later on in the season. You know, we'll see see where you guys get, because it's been a pleasure to have you on. 
Is there anyone you want to give a shout out to before you go away? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, no, thank you and we'll speak to you soon. So, I'm now joined by someone doing the first bit of rugby league media. So, I'm now joined by. It's Christina Williams from Featherston Rovers. Position is prop. How did you first get involved with sports then? So, I. I went in the army, um, did a bit of sports in the army, played a bit of football, uh, come out, and one of the main things that I got into rugby was my husband. Um, he said, why don't you go play a bit of sports, and you know, we're always sporty. So, went down to the local uh, rugby team, which were union to begin with, um, yeah. at Doncaster, at the Knights ground, um, and then started playing there for a for about a year and then got asked if I wanted to try league um, and then that's whenever I went up to York and I tried league um, and that's been it really and then obviously transferred to Fev this season That was it we were talking off there you were saying you're still you're still fairly new to it you come to the game later on than normal which is great I always tell yeah. people it's, you can come at any age there's been some fantastic players start really late on and they've hung around because they've not had years of wear and tear. So, you went over to York. How yep. did you, How did you find it there? How did you find your first full season there? Oh, it was really good. Um, I absolutely loved it. Um, loved getting stuck in at training uh, on game days as well. Um, coach staff were really good as well. Um, always keeping tabs on you and stuff like that with fitness and everything. Um, and the girls were really nice as well. I always felt included in everything um, and all that. So, yeah, we were really good. Um, I just enjoyed playing rugby, to be fair. And I think that's it just made me want to play even more. That's it. You've you come to Fev, which is a lot closer to your home as well. Yeah, so the uh, main reason coming to Fev uh, was just with the travelling. Um, I wasn't able to fully commit to York um, at the back end of the, the last full season we had with them, and especially during COVID season as well, um, with with my two girls and my husband. Um, I was starting to find it really difficult going up um, every week, um, as my, my two daughters play rugby and my husband does as well. So it's just trying to fit it all in and then... Whenever I put the feelers out and everything, I spoke to Fev um, and realised how close it was to Doncaster. It was a no-brainer to, to transfer. So you mentioned your kids are playing rugby. You're also coaching, aren't you? Uh, yeah, so I help out uh, down coaching with uh, Bentley um, Amateur Rugby League Football Club. Um, and that's in Doncaster. Um, I help coach the TOTS team alongside two other coaches and I also help out coaching with the under-8s as well. Uh, both my daughters, my youngest obviously plays in TOTS and my eldest is in the under-8s. Yeah. It's, it's good though because you, you're now you're in the top division and you're helping kids who one day will hope to be there. Oh yeah, it's massive. I mean, just seeing... Seeing their faces play rugby, um, it's just absolutely amazing. 
um, especially with, with the under eights. I mean, including my daughter, I think we've got about 10 or 11 girls already uh, within her team. So what we try and do is try and keep them them girls together uh, whenever we do map, whenever we play games, play other teams. And it's absolutely amazing the response you get from the other teams uh, who might only have one or two girls in their team. For them to see a full girls team coming up against, it's absolutely amazing. And they love to see it. That's it. You're in, in Doncaster, which is not far out of the rugby league zone, but just a little bit out. No, I mean, it's um, we are a bit a bit out of the way, but we've got connections. I mean, we're right next to the A1. Yeah. Links on M62, M18. So, I mean, there's Cass, Wakey, Fev. Um, there's there's quite a few rounders um, for them to progress. And especially, like, with Fev, uh, with the Lionesses, um, and they can come up through the ranks there. It would just be absolutely amazing. Um, and I think, as well, uh, one of the main things is they always ask when we're playing. So, that, it'd be great to get them over for a game. That's it. You, you, they're <coughs> going to be looking up to you like mad. Yeah, they love it. I mean, we, I'll, take, I'll take a team on a game day sometimes if there's a coach down. So, I'll end up taking the girls. And they just love it. They thrive off it because they know you play as well. Um, and when you get when you get sent pictures as well off of some of the mums with whenever we were on Twitch when we played Huddersfield uh, um, at the Bulls ground, yeah, yeah. Um, and got sent a picture uh, from one of the girls um, sat watching on her iPhone. Uh, watching the women's game and it's just amazing at that young of age eight nine years old to be so interested that, that seems like years ago the women's game you couldn't watch it on anything no you could you could barely find out where teams were playing now that's it, it the information's there. so much more media media attention and everything it's absolutely amazing so as well as that, you, you you're training for Scotland. Yeah, so uh, I went up um, a couple of times post COVID um, and trained really well. Um, absolutely loved the experience, um, and and then was able to go up uh, a couple of weeks ago, which were really good. It's it's great seeing the national setup grow. It is, and it's amazing to see it all and to be able to meet all the different players um, up in Scotland as well um, is really good and to see them all coming out and coming from all different backgrounds as well and all different uh, types of rugby as well because it's not um, it's not a massive sport up there yet league um, quite still quite a few union clubs and everything so but it's getting there and I think with the international rugby league team now it's it's getting massive yeah, so you, you, you're there, you've got, obviously, you've got Andrew as your head coach. Yeah. You've got Kirsty Maroney as your assistant, so you've got some very, very, very good experienced yeah, very people experienced. in charge. Yeah, So No, they're, abs- they're absolutely fantastic, um, the girls, and they were amazing whenever we went up and we did that um, training day a few weeks back. Yeah, it's a fantastic thing to be 
be doing because you, you not only like I say you, you'd be influencing all young players there. If you, you will end up getting selected for international. Can you imagine how massive that's going to be for your TV coaching? Oh, it'd be absolutely amazing. I mean, the girls would absolutely go mental with it. Um, and I think it would just it it would just show them where <coughs> where the potential is and where they can go so, with their rugby careers. Yeah, because in, in a few years' time, you look and say you're under eighteen. In say eight years' time, yeah, or nine years, they'll be able to be at Super League. That's it, and it's just it's showing them where they can be and what they can do with the right attitude, um, and all the hard work that gets put into it, um, where they can be in eight, nine, ten years' time, playing at the highest level, playing for international teams. No, so what we'll do, we'll wrap it up here and we're going to get you on as the season goes on and th- see how things are going. So, thank you for coming on. Is there anyone you want to give a shout-out to before you go? Yeah, I just want to say thanks to yourself uh, for having me on. Uh, big shout-out to all the lasses at Fev, uh, to my husband, Cam, who supported me through all my rugby, my two girls, Millie and Pixie, and uh, all the kids at Bentley as well. Perfect. So- Cheers. Thank you and we'll speak to you soon.